Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to... Just Servants. Just Servants. We're Just Servants. We are Just Servants. Who are we Just Servants to, Ryan? We are Just Servants to everyone, and God is... Why are we Just Servants to everyone and God, Levi? Because we're here to serve. You know who else served? Who else served? Jesus Christ. Wow, Jesus Christ. Who is that? He is God, and he came to this earth, and when he was on this earth, he served. And so why would we not serve if God himself serves? Exactly. He also told us to serve. He told us to serve one another and also told them to serve him. But we have some special guests here. We do. One slightly older man and one very attractive younger man. <laughs> uh, one slightly older, very still attractive man. <laughs> there's, a lot of people, there's a lot of people that would say that that is more attractive. <laughs> Introducing Luke Stout and Chris Stout. Luke with out a K. L-U-C. L-U-C. And Chris was a K. Chris K R is it really? Yeah, it is. I did not know. K R I S. K R I S. Christopher, but you can call me Chris for sure. <laughs> I'll call you Chris. Right. I feel like Christopher doesn't. Christopher, you know what I mean? Yeah, Christopher. So, with, Chris with the K. I was I was originally supposed to be named after my aunt Christine, but mm. then I came out a boy. Oh, right. and so I became Christopher. That's tough. That's that, tough. That is so like, were you a female in the womb, and then? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was I was born and identified as a male. Good oh, man, <laughs> already off. <laughs> One of my friends, his name is Jamie. Okay, Jamie. The way he got his name is because his mom spelt Jimmy wrong on the first <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She didn't spell it wrong. She told them to spell it wrong, but her accent said Jamie, and they didn't understand it. She's from Cambodia, so you know, gotcha. came down so as Jamie. Jamie. No, my my, my parents Watson. didn't know if I was going to be a boy or a girl. When I came out, and so when I came Surprise! out, and I was a boy. Mm. Then they said Christopher with a K. Yeah, that older than have ultrasounds. I don't know. They didn't want to know. They didn't want to know. They wanted wow. surprise, surprise, surprise. Exactly. Now, Luke Stout is a second year student here with us. Second year. He he has done first year with us. If yes. you couldn't tell by second year student with us, um, <laughs> and he also just he served alongside of us at camps and has been a student with us. Yeah, he has. Now, Chris Stout, on the other hand. Yeah, you know, he's been our teacher for one one week. Not just a teacher, though. What else is he, Ryan? He is the... I honestly don't even know the name of it. <laughs> he is what the are you? Vice President Vice of President. International Ministries and of Local Church Ministries. International Ministries and Local Church Ministries. Yes! Da- Dad, tell us about your role at Word What's your role? What, what is you your role? Here? Uh, mainly with International Ministries, I have the privilege of overseeing... Uh, the work of Word of Life, uh, youth ministry outside of the United States. So that's in about 80, 81 countries and about 1,600 uh, full-time missionaries. So how often do you travel? Uh, A lot. I mean, probably on average uh, overseas about once a month. Phew. I I recently just finished like a a really packed month of travel, but that normally doesn't happen. So I'm not going to lie. You definitely don't know this, but... About a week ago, right before I left for Thanksgiving break, someone asked me what you want to do. And I said, I don't know, I just want to serve the Lord and travel. And I was like, <laughs> I basically want Chris Stout's job. Oh, and there I said you go. that to them. All and right. then and then them, aka Paul Weaver, said, Wow, that's some big shoes to fill. It was also Jordan. Oh. Jordan, cool. Or Jordan Ross? Jordan Ross. Yeah. Jordan Ross. Jordan Ross okay. is the man. Jordan Ross and I were together in Paraguay, he's a trip. What a Paraguay. Paraguay. What a absolute. I'm going to Paraguay this this this. I'm going to Honduras. Set me up. I'm going to Honduras too. Word. Wasn't planned. Now, um, 
So, we figured out his role. What is your role here, Luke? Um, <laughs> to go to class better. and get good <laughs> grades for my dad so that I can get better car insurance. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yes. Going after that big old 3.0. Oh, yeah. With good student discount, maybe. Oh. Now, Chris, the main qu- first question we're going to ask is, how did you get into the role you're at today? Where? How did it all start? Uh, it all started... I came to camp here at Word of Life when I was 13 years old, and and it was awesome. It was an amazing, life-changing week. And then I came to the Bible Institute when I was 18 years old, and that was like the greatest year of my life to that point. And that's where God opened my eyes to the needs of the world. Headed to Argentina for a couple years. Uh, God called us to France. We started the Word of Life ministry there in France. We're in France for 10 years. And then after a while, uh, the the director, the current director of Word of Life, president, his name's Don Locke. He Don, used to do what I'm man. doing, and uh, he asked uh, my wife and I to consider coming back to the states after ten years there in Europe and uh, taking his role because he was stepping into the the executive directorship of Word of Life. And so I've been doing this for 13 years. So I do have big big wishes to start. A word of life. How did you go about starting a word of life in France? Oh wow. Well, um, I was 25 years old. My wife was 23, so we were really young and didn't have much an idea what we were doing. But word of life had actually been given in France. We've been given a property already, which is a little backwards. You know, mm-hmm. normally you start a ministry and then later on get a property. But we kind of got thrown right into the deep end and. Uh, really spent the first couple of years renovating that place, getting ready for camp, but at the same time, um, you know, winning young people to Christ, discipling mm-hmm. them, uh, working with youth groups, uh, working with local churches, uh, and just with students in general, and eventually just grew and grew. Uh, then we started our first camp um, and all sorts of other things, and, we, and the Lord brought us a, a wonderful team of missionaries. Mm. Um, and by the time we left, we had um, about 14 people on staff um, and two properties, one in, in northwestern France and one north of Paris. Um, and today we have a staff there that's entirely French, all made mm. up of uh, young people go. that came through the ministry there, which is really cool. So, Would you say that in order to get to that place of ministry you just have to be open and accepting to whatever gets handed to you in the moment oh absolutely i mean we never planned on i never said oh i want to be a country director Mm -hmm. or um it was just you know god god talks about being faithful in the little things and then he'll give you more and that's what i've always tried to do and uh, not seek things for myself but just try to be faithful and and god keeps opening doors so now luke this question is for you oh boy did you live in France? I did. I, li- I was born in France in 2003 Ooh, okay. uh, to some great parents. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Good plug right there. Um, <laughs> and um, we lived there for, I lived there for six years, and then I moved in 2009 with my family. And so I was born in 2003, moved in 2009 to Scroon Lake. Scroon Lake. Scroon Lake. Yep. Lived here for 11 years, and then... God called our family to Tampa. You know, if I was a body of water, I wanted to be Scroon Lake. That's very interesting. That's very weird. Yeah. Kind like, of random. I, I said, like, I didn't even say nothing. Never mind. Yeah. Now, Luke, bonjour. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Tu hablas France? Ouais, je I hate to break it to you, Levi, but... Uh, <laughs> not in Spanish. Yeah. Espanol. Okay, so, 
what is one of your top funniest ministry moments? Uh, for me, uh, probably in France was it was one of the worst uh, mistakes I've ever made speaking French. Um, we were in northwestern. We were in a in a in a church, and my my brother in law was there with uh, a team of young. Uh, his youth group had come from the states, and they were a teen band, a youth band from their church. So we were doing concerts all over the place, and um, we were at a church that was actually right on the beach. And that night we were going to be doing a concert. The young people were going to be doing a concert. Bless you. Thank on you. the beach, and in the in the afternoon, our our French team, our Word of Life team, had done a gospel concert because the French love a gospel like. Um, Wait a second, what's the gospel? What's the the gospel? gospel. What is that? The gospel. Well, not gospel music, but the gospel music is based on the original gospel, which is the good news. Gospel means good news. Good news. And the good news is that um, because all of us are separated from God and lost. In our sin and deserving of hell and punishment, uh, but God loved us so much that He didn't want for us, He didn't want for me, he didn't want for you, to have to pay the price for our sin eternally. And so He sent His only Son Jesus, the perfect one, the God Man, God in the flesh, who died on the cross to pay the price for your sin, for my sin, to take God's wrath upon Himself, so I didn't have to take His wrath on myself. And uh, anyone who places, and then he died, and he was buried, but he rose again, proving that he was God, and that anyone that places their faith and trust in him alone will be saved, and calls out to him, and just by faith, and says, God, I believe in you, I believe that I'm a sinner, I'm separated from you, that Jesus died for me, that he rose again, Um, he'll give you new life. So that's the gospel. Preach. So you're saying all we have to do is believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth, died for our sins, and then rose again? Exactly. And trust, That's all? Trust Him as your only salvation. It yes. sounds free. It is free. Wow. Free. Wow. It sounds too good to be true, but it's not. That's it's better not. than a Black Friday deal. It's, very, it's much better or than Or Cyber Friday. Monday if you're afraid of COVID or what. Moving on. So, now. Uh, yeah. so anyway, we were doing a concert, and that night I was trying to, uh, during this during this concert, I was trying to promote to the public saying that this evening there was going to be a concert of young people on the beach, but I used the wrong word in French, and I finished up our gospel concert, uh, you know, saying, okay, tonight, uh, please remember to come this evening and watch the young people reproduce on the beach. <laughs> Thank you. God bless. Have a great day. Oh, and and uh, no, <laughs> one of our French missionaries, a girl, she, Karen, she comes up to me afterwards. She goes, do you realize what you just said? And I'm like, no. She's like, you just told people to come and watch the young people reproduce on the beach. <laughs> and I said, and I, you know, I, at that point it was too late. And no wonder everyone had a stunned look on their face when I was done. But the good news is a lot of people showed up. Wow. Oh, so, oh wow. What okay. the heart motive was? I don't know, but it didn't matter. We In the end, we amen. sang and preached the gospel that amen. night on the beach. So amen. it was good. Amen. Woo. So do you have a funny story? Luke, Luke what's your funny story? Luke uh, is a funny story. He doesn't have one. Oh, my wow. gosh. Wow. Oh my me gosh. personally? Me personally? You want to take that? I wouldn't take that. Um, do I have a funny story? Uh, I have a funny story from 
me working on the island this summer. If you don't know what the island is, it's a youth camp. Um, so if you are a teenager and you want to come for a week and literally be on an island and have the best week of your life, go to wool.org slash camps. Wow. And oh, wow. you can register for the island, the coast, no matter where you are. We have camps all across uh, the, um, the world. Right, Amen. Right Sounds right like you should like work for Word of Life or something. I'm gonna next year. Oh yeah. Camp internship, baby. Oh yeah. Anyways, so this summer, um, we have this thing um, called uh, Robbie's Run, and Woo! it's a yeah, camp. It's a camp activity that happens on the last day of camp. Um, re- really, really um, tough uh, activity to get teenagers excited about because yeah, yeah. nobody really wants to. Uh, Run, run around the island. I had a kid fake he was sick. It's and up and so, down too. It ain't straight. Um, I, I, I was on program, so I was um, in charge of running games, wait, 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 and so, um, I was at the end of end of the the course, waiting for all the campers. Um, but we also have this thing called cabin of the week. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, we do. Cabin of the week uh, is essentially a competition where it allows campers to compete against each other for points. Um, and the best cabin that wins gets a pizza party at the end of the week. And so. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, so um, a counselor who shall not be named was getting his cabin ready uh, for the race. And for for Robbie's run, there's a challenge where you just do something crazy. You dress up. You do something crazy for for the for the run. And so this counselor who shall not be named um, thought it would be a smart idea. He's not a counselor in this room. Not anymore. No, no, he's, he's not in he's, here. He's, he's not okay. here anymore. He thought it would be a smart and funny idea to get points to um, make a cross and uh, tie his camper to it. <laughs> and then pick up the cross with his camper attached to it and um, run the race. This sounds like a legendary man. Um, <laughs> what a legend. The point is, I yell this guy's name. I say, come here right now. I look at him and I say, I, I look at him really close and I say, do you really think this is a smart idea to run with your camper attached to the cross? And I said, he's like, yeah. I'm like, no, that's not a smart idea. Get that camper off the cross right now because the What way- if it was like Peter on the cross? Bro, just don't, upside don't. down. Come on yeah. now. He, just run with them upside down. They literally were using bed sheets to tie this poor See, camper to the cross. All right, so we got to move on. <laughs> Luke, I'm proud of you, man, for stopping that insanity. Thank you. You're welcome. So, right. um,. So let's get into the heat of things. The heat of things. What would you say is a how would you live a successful Christian life? Where would you start? <laughs> Cause that's a big question. Oh my but gosh, that's a lot you, you got you got five minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. The secret to the Christian life is wait. Can I guess? What is it? The three C's. The three C's. No, it's not the three C's. Uh, it's okay. I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe, what are the three C's? I forgot. Okay, well then no. I got them in my confess, notes. Uh, confess. Confront. No, I, cover. cover. Yeah. Bang. It's very good. That's the secret to unity. To, oh, but, that's secret to unity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the Christian life, listen, I can tell you that when I went to... I'll, let me just wrap it up this way. When I, I said that I went to the Word of Life finally when I was 13 years old, and it was a life... It was a transforming week for me as a 13-year-old. As a and the three things that I understood there, I think, are really important for you, for any young person, in if they want to live for God. And the first one that I learned at Word of Life Camp was that God can use a teenager and that God wants to use teenagers. I believe in the power of the gospel and the potential of teenagers. 
and that means I understood as a, as a as a 13 year old that I could actually live my life for God. I didn't have to waste my teenage years. That God believed in me. That God wanted to use me. And that's the same for every person, every young person, every adult that's out there. Amen. Um, the second thing that I understood was that I need to spend time in the Word of God every day. And really, you cannot have a successful Christian life if you're not walking in the Spirit of God. And the only way you're going to walk in the Spirit of God is by being in the Word of God every day. And so I started having a daily quiet time. Um, even at 13 years old, 14 years old, I spent just 10, 15 minutes before going to school every day mm -hmm. uh, time in God's Word. And that made a massive difference. That's what kept me walking with Jesus as a teenager. And then the other thing was learning to share my faith, share my faith with my friends, yep. you know. And so um, I really believe that, teen, you know, as a, as whether you're young or whether you're old, you know, um, God calls us to Jesus. The last thing he said before he left earth was that we would be his witnesses. He told us to make disciples. And, you know, you cannot really be a, a full disciple of Jesus Christ unless you're obeying him, and the, especially the last thing he told us to do was make disciples of other people. And so um, I really think that those are just some of the key things to having a successful Christian life. I'd also add on to that real quickly. I think a massive thing that has helped me with my walk in the Lord and something I'm really learning lately is you have to really surrender yourself to um, his will, and you have to surrender um, things in your life that might be hard to let go of. Um, the biggest thing that has challenged and convicted me lately um, that has extreme, helped me a lot with my walk with the Lord is um, giving up things that are, I know are distracting me from the goodness of God. So simple things like charging my phone away from my bed so that I'm not on my phone all hours of the night and going to bed, reading scripture and then going to bed. So you just have to build daily habits. I think if you're a new believer, um, even if you're not a new believer, just building good habits uh, that will set you up for success. So, yeah. Chris, who's your favorite child? <laughs> I don't have a favorite. You don't have a favorite child. They're all my favorite. But you do. But they're all different. <laughs> and uh, Listen, I know it's not me. Luke, it is you. Luke. Luke, it's I you. I would say this. Luke and I are the most alike of all four of our kids. Oh, boy. What's we that are. supposed to mean? That's big that, shoes. But that's that also shoes right there. that also means you get in the most conflicts. Exactly. No, that's so true. It is true. That is so true. So, what advice would you give to people to share the gospel and to work on evangelism? Well, the number one thing is you need to know your own story. I mean, yep. in the sense that everyone, mm -hmm. if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have a story, and so. I would encourage you, you know, write it out and, and and write out what is your story. Write out your testimony. And that is, what was your life like before Jesus? Uh, what were the circumstances that brought you to come to know Jesus? And how has your life changed since you met Jesus? And if you can explain that in just two or three minutes, that's the most powerful tool you have to share the gospel with anybody because they can argue with your yep. the, with your theology, they can argue with your Bible verse, they can argue with whatever, but they can't argue with the change that's happened in your life with your own story. In that, and and ask other people about their story and then share yours. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the simplest way of of sharing the gospel. Amen. Now, one more question. Yeah. Did you practice? To speak on stage because you're a really good speaker really, on stage. You grab attention. You how, do. How are and, you such a you, good? You don't stop. 
Ooh. Oh, well, I think I do have a spiritual gift of probably of exhortation, but um, you know, I've just I've never had a problem in front of people, um, and so I, I guess that's just something I can I attest to that. that yeah. Kind of like your son too. Talk to anyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. Wow. Well, Mr. Chris Stout, thank you very much. It was a blessing. Mr. Luke Stout, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, it was thanks, a guys. Blessing. Appreciate being able to sit here on the. Fancy blue couch. It's, um, it's our, we're back in our, our professional our studio. OG studio. Professional. Yep. Yeah. So much love, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.